The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. This episode is brought to you by the Bleeding Old Blood Club with this important message. The Bleeding Old Blood Club believes life doesn't end at 40. Live life. Take that trip. Learn that skill. Get in the pit. Learn to skate or get back on your skateboard. Shred it up once again. Check us out on Facebook, the Bleeding Old Blood Club. You can teach an old dog new tricks. It's Craig from CDN Records, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Hello Newman episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 613. And I'm Snowy White. And apparently I'm Kramer. (laughs) How is everybody doing, dear listeners? This episode is brought to you by nothing. Nothing at all. Because it's a show about nothing. (laughs) <laughs> that 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 will make sense later on exactly i, I hope so sometimes sometimes when i drop the special episode thing i leave you guys in the dark and you it do. doesn't make any sense and i love it it's it's always fun it, it it's it's like a mystery every week it, 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 it will my, make sense in about half hour okay you're my own agatha christie murder murder he wrote it's nice <clears throat> But um, anyway, this episode, like every episode, is brought to you by the good folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Check them out on the Instagram at T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T.Coffee. Check it out there. Interact with them. Head out to the website. Subscribe. Because when you subscribe, you'll have plenty of coffee for the apocalypse. 
I am pretty sure that Confabino Calta has made sure he's done all the proper summonings, charms, and contracts to keep the coffee subscriptions going long after his death. Um, so you'll never have to worry about running out of coffee, nor will you have to worry about running out of music because you're not going to get one. You're going to get two great bands every month. And it's a pretty rockin' good time. So support the good folks at True Call Coffee because they're not just people making coffee. They are metalheads like you and me, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And yeah, with everything that's going on in the world, like everything is starting to open up around my neck of the woods, but people are still, we still have the masks. We're still maintaining the social distancing. We're only going out interacting when we have to, or when we've just fucking had enough, you know? <laughs> so, so it, it's good. It's good. Like to have like this, this brew, this magic elixir, true Cavalt coffee. It's good to have it delivered to your door. You know, because if you're not quite ready to step out into this vast new world, well, you know, at least at least something really cool is being brought to you. And like like you said, like this is a very metal product, you know, made for metalheads by a fellow metalhead. And I'm the type of guy like I'll, I'll, I'll pay extra. Like if I was to go and someone says, hey, Snow, you need to get your hair cut. Okay, well, this guy will do it for 20 bucks. Okay, but I know this young lady over here is a legit metalheader punk. She's charging 30, though. I will give that extra 10 bucks to a metalhead just because they are. You know, I that's people might think, well, that's crazy. Like, why, why would you do that? Because it's called supporting, it's called supporting our own and the fine folks at true cavalt coffee are definitely that so yes true called coffee.com go and check them out for all of your metal goodness um fortunately sky cannot make it tonight as we were as we kind of touched upon last week where she had mentioned um Bulldogs, you know her family, her family-owned and operated business, um, is starting to do karaoke. And if I wasn't doing this right now with you, dude, that's probably where I would be. I would be about four Lemmys in, and about my third song by now. <laughs> Islands in the Stream duet with Sky. Oh, oh, I'm totally hitting Sky up for her and I to do that next time. Oh. Okay, because I can't sing. She can't sing. Oh, excellent idea. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Then you and Ducky should follow that up with Paradise by the Dashboard Light. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I want to take a moment to uh, give a, a big shout-out to the guys at our brother program, Wrestling Night in Canada. Dude, We the, the latest episode... You know, we spent way too much time talking about the speaking out movement. Yeah. You know, which which which, which is going on. It's, it was very much like the whole me Me Too movement a couple years back, except it's really hit 
the uh, world of professional wrestling really hard, and that is definitely going to be changing the landscape with a lot of the firings and suspensions. What and do you think took it so long? Like, why do you think it didn't come out when the Weinstein thing came out? Because to uh, me, the Weinstein thing seemed like the perfect time because it's all uh-huh. entertainment and show business. And I think that would have really put the nail in a lot of coffins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think with the world of, of wrestling, it took that 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 person to step up and say, look, this is what's happening. Much like the way, um, what's her name from the charm from charmed and, uh, who, who stepped up. Was it Rose McGowan? Rose McGowan. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's been a long day. Yeah. It, it took her to step up to start that whole movement. And so it, it took that one, that one brave voice to say, Hey, this has happened. This happened to me. And, uh, right after that, it's like one after another, you know, in the world of wrestling, all of this, it all came about and it's, um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty ugly right now in the world of pro wrestling. And it kind of, it's kind of creeping up into the hard rock, the metal, the hardcore world as well, which I'm not going to go into too much detail because uh, after after dealing with that with that last episode of our brother show and all that i just i want to be as positive as possible i need a palate cleanser shall shall we say um and i think uh we've got that with tonight's creature feature that i'm really excited to get to so um if we don't have anything else any more any radioactive metal house cleaning or anything i think maybe we'll get on with our metal fix we've been very busy this week here's our metal fix hey bro what's going on all right man so this week, well, we've kind of done two episodes in a week for the listeners, kayfabing. No, I guess it's the opposite of kayfabing. But we're pulling the curtain back, and we recorded Monday of this week for the episode that dropped today, Friday, June something or other, the 26th. <laughs> and we're now recording June 26th for the episode that's going to um, drop on July something or other. Yeah. So, actually, it's going to happen on July 4th, isn't it? Son uh, of a gun! This episode's dropping on July fourth. Damn it! Yeah, I look at the yeah, calendar. Yeah. Well, I'll be no July third. It was close though. Okay. It was close. It's almost. It's almost Independence Day here in America as you listen to this right now. Mm-hmm. So get some tea. Throw it in the harbor. <laughs> um, you know, defy some orders today. Uh, maybe we'll set more things on fire here in America, but um, I have had my ass handed to me at work, and I kind of uh, knew that was going to happen this week. It has been a busy freaking week. Um, like I, I just I don't know where my head's at. But so you remember when this quarantine started? Um, Kiss put out the stay-at-home tour shirts, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure somebody was giving them shit somewhere. Because everybody likes to give Kiss shit anytime they come up with any kind of, you know, merchandise they're going to sell. But, I mean, they also make fun of themselves because they know they sell everything, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
kiss condoms, for goodness sake. But I, I really think that we have seen a change in the music industry forever. I don't know what that change is going to mean. I don't know what the long-term impacts are. But anti-flag, a very <laughs> like-minded um, set, of, set of musicians in the Rage Against the Machine kind of, kind of vein, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things they have going on. So one, they have partnered with Abominable Pedals, um, and they were doing like an anti-flag special pedal. Um, and there was one that was actually going out for the Black Lives Matter campaign, or was it fuck racism, or was it both? It might have been for both, but um, Abominable Petals has been very vocal about the Black Lives Matter campaign, and for anyone who's sick of hearing of it, um, get fucking used to it, because it's already dying in the media, people aren't talking enough, that was my concern, and we're going to keep talking about it here. We're going to get probably more political than this show's ever been, which thank goodness Rock's not here, because he'd be really uncomfortable, he hates it. <laughs> Um, but I've, I've got some ideas, some stuff that I want to talk about for that. But back to Anti-Flag. They are having the Quarantine Sucks Let's Party Digital Tour 2020. Mm. So check this out. And I've been seeing a lot of bands do this. They're basically doing a streaming schedule. And on, damn it, today, July 26th. No, is today 26th? Fuck Today's me. June 26th. I yeah. have no idea. <gasps> 626. Stitch. From Lilo and Stitch, Experiment 626. No, nothing. <laughs> I um, didn't see it. I know of what you speak. Okay. I didn't, yeah. Well, okay, another tangent. My daughter, like, wants a Godzilla figure. She wants Ghidorah for her birthday. Okay. And I was, okay. Able, to, I was able to get it because it's, like, surprise bag figures. So it was a tough one to find. But, um, but uh, you know, it's just, doesn't it just warm your heart when your little girl wants, like, a big gnarly monster? Yes. It really does. But anyway, so uh, today is Hellfest 2013. Tomorrow, 627 is Puckle Pop or Pucle Pop, not sure, 2008. And then um, 628 will be Woodstock, Poland, 2012. 629 is Vainstream, 2016. On June 30th, Resurrection Fest 2018, and then on July 1st, Red Rocks um, 2017 Bonus All Access Package. Now, I guess you go to Anti-Flag Online, they're going to relive classic sets, and if you buy the All Access Package, you get the thing. So the All Access Package, okay, a single stream access is 10 bucks. so... 10 bucks gets you the stream of your choice that we just talked about. Well, hell, by the time this comes out, this is already over. That's old news. Damn it. I got to get better <laughs> at this. Um, fuck me, dude. I am so out of it today. But then the all access pack is $50. Stream all five uh, streams. You get t shirts, a laminate, and it's all quarantine sucks themed. So. My question to you, and this is it comes back to my point about how the music industry has changed. What do you think about that? A band is basically selling access to old shows because they can't go out and do new shows, and they're selling tour merchandise to go with it. 
Um, the idea of charging to stream old shows, hmm, you would have, you have to be like a really huge fan and basically you're paying for the tour merch, which, okay, that's the selling point. Mm -hmm. There is so much on, on YouTube. There's so much on certain, um, websites that offer archived live shows in their entirety quality shot shows that you don't have to pay for well and that's just it right and and the thing is in theory that's kind of what anti-flag wants but at the same time they're doing this selling their own old shows um because they need the money like every other band Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right like you you have to make a living and and this is what's interesting like people people were giving um, Tom Morello so much shit a while back. Did you see where he joined this big app called Masterclass? Do you remember that? Mm, no. And it's like a couple hundred bucks to like learn guitar with Tom Morello, but it's just videos, right? It's not even oh, like okay. you're live with him. It's all videos. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many people were like, wait a second, I didn't think you were a capitalist. Aren't you against this kind of thing? Well, you got to make a living at uh, well, least. But see, that's the funny thing because, you know, I, and, and this comes into why I said that we need to get more political. And I can't remember if I said that part on the air, off the air. I hope I've said it on the air. But I started reading that Rage Against the Machine book again. And I reread the one part that was like literally making my eyes cross. But it was about wage slavery. And, and you know, how the theory is that, you know, Especially like, we'll just take here in America, right? You have so many people working on minimum wage, and that's why there's been arguments to raise minimum wage and that sort of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, you have people who are on minimum wage, and they can barely eke out a living, and so they're really not getting to do the things they want to do. And so, you know, there's the argument with like, I can't remember if it's communism or socialism, where... You know, there's the collective, and then everybody gets to do what they want to do, and they contribute to the collective. But here's the thing. Somebody has to take away the garbage. Somebody has to take away, you know, and and run the sewage and all that sort of stuff. Somebody needs to be a plumber. You may not necessarily want to be a plumber, but maybe the draw was the fact that you could make a ton of money doing it. You know, and there are some people that can handle that compromise, you know. But then this also is an idealistic view that... um, if everybody didn't have to worry about earning a living, that they just do what they want, well, what if all they want to do is fucking sleep? <laughs> How's that contributing to anything? Right? Anything so, that's going to get nothing done. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's these. These are the kinds of subjects, Snowy, that I think we need to start breaching here as the political season heats up, because there's there's lots of stuff going on, and it really comes back to. Um, to, to like you know, kind of, kind of getting the philosophies out there and getting discussion going because I am sick and tired of, I, I'm sick and tired of everybody telling the other side to shut up and nobody wants to listen because you've got to fucking discuss, you've got to argue, you've got to debate, you actually need to think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just be like, shut up, fuck you, here's my rubber bullets, and you can't be like, well, fuck you, shut up, here's my real bullets when you're not looking. You know, mm-hmm. like, did you hear about um, there were three police officers that had bleach put in their drinks at some restaurant or whatever they went to or a coffee place and they died? 
Holy shit, no. That's yeah. fucked up. Well, it is, right? But but the thing is, like, you know, on one hand, is that justice, right? And this becomes like the, the ethics argument here, right? So is somebody looking out for the greater good, but, you know, how do they know that those are the right three cops? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know anything about them. We don't know if they're good or bad. We're going to be like, oh, my goodness, that's terrible. You know, and so think about think, and this brings up the interesting argument if you think about like like the George Floyd thing because there are the people who are like well he was a criminal I don't fucking care he was killed for no reason yeah. yeah yeah it's not like he was like shooting people you know like like and I think it happened in Atlanta just a few weeks after like just down the street from you six hours but um like somebody somebody was had a DUI and they shot him. Since when do you need to get shot for a fucking DUI, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let's think about those things. And then, so flip that over for all the people that are upset about these police officers that, that can't be like, oh my goodness, how would anybody do this? And if you don't understand the Black Lives Matter movement, now you do. Mm-hmm. You know, because the same thing. You know, you can be like, well, well these cops didn't do anything. Ha! I think you're understanding the argument now. Now, I, please, nobody take this as I think anybody needs to die here. No, because it's a fucking tragedy. That is like borderline anarchy. That is not going to solve the problem, right? Violence, meeting violence. I mean, I think even Dr. King, that was his big thing, right? Is, mm-hmm. is that violence isn't going to solve the problem. We're going to solve it with love because violence is how we got here. Um, but the big thing is we have to keep having uncomfortable conversations. And, oh yeah, and, and oh we yeah. Gotta, That's the way shit, shit gets done. Yeah, yeah. But so, like, I I find it interesting. Like, I would love to have a talk with uh, Anti Flag about how they feel about you know selling to our merchant old streams. You know, but it, on one hand, it makes sense because bands have been selling their shows for a while. I mean, think about how long you could buy an old Anthrax DVD. So, mm-hmm. is that really any different? Well, for me personally, that's the, the, and I don't like the word product, but yeah. that's the physical product. Like I get that, you know, like to buy a live yeah. stream of an old show, hmm, uh, you might have to do a lot of selling. So if it was Anthrax, I'd pay 10 bucks for, for a live stream that I've never seen, especially like if I could find the set list, I'm like, oh, holy crap, they're doing that. Or even Iron Maiden's a better example. Like I would definitely do that. Okay, um, when you say live stream, are you talking it's a live concert going on as you're watching it? Like, essentially, or? like it's a live stream one time, like you watch it live. It's like like a pay for, pay-per-view. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. All right. So, so it's like a pay-per-view. So like 10 bucks to go see it live. Okay. But it's an old show live. Now, I'd, I'd honestly be more inclined to pay 10 bucks to see them play live, you know, physically separate from each other, you know, like space them out, put them in their own little phone booth or whatever. Right. Um, but the all access package has this killer shirt, the quarantine sucks shirt. Um, and then the laminate, you know, no. So it has the let's party shirt, let's party tour laminate, and then the live chat with other viewers and anti flag. So for the 50 bucks, you get to actually like chat with anti flag and everybody else. So it becomes like a big social party. All right. Okay. Sounding like that, 50 is a little steep. What? But, um, but so 
is it? Because I paid 40 bucks for my Kiss shirt, and I didn't get any interaction with Kiss. That's that's the selling point. That's the selling point to, like, talk to the... Like, from a fan perspective, like, for, like, I talk to musicians all the time it's yeah. it's it's what we do here i'm not spending i like anti-flag i've got a couple of their albums and yeah. all that i'm not spending 50 bucks to talk to them okay but someone who is not quote unquote in the biz or whatever and is a big fan and it maybe think of it as the um a uh Oh, sorry. We, we we kind of popped out there. No, I'm still here. Maybe maybe kind of think of it as okay. You you know you have the meet and greets. Yeah. Well, we can't be we can't have meet and greets right now. So maybe a, a virtual meet and greet. Am I using the the oh, yeah. right word? Or yes, the, you are. Because you know, I was actually going to bring may, that up. Maybe that's what this would be a meet and greet over the computer. Uh, yeah. it's starting to sound better starting yeah. to sound now, better here's the funny part though so this is where I need you to help me why do I feel more cynical about black not black flag damn it anti-flag doing this <laughs> than I did about Scott Ian of Anthrax and his wife and uh, Dean Del Rey and um, oh my goodness uh, Gary Holt doing a happy hour where you paid 50 bucks to go join them in a zoom chat. Hmm. Well, name, name value. Okay. Like Sky Dean and Gary Holt and Pearl a day are definitely much, much bigger names than anti-flag. But I, I think like for me, I think I feel like this is almost anti their politics. Right. Ah, okay. And and that's that's where I think I'm struggling because I I certainly want everybody to uh, make a living, but then if you're going to be a hypocrite, at least admit you're a hypocrite, right? I don't. I'm not convinced that you know uh, doing charging for meet and greet if it's somewhat respectable. I don't know if uh, just just how hip how hypocritical that that is. Like you, I understand if okay. There's making a living, yeah. Okay, and then there's being a capitalist. I think anti-flag want to make a living without being the capitalist and making the living within the parameters of the band. This day and age, since people aren't buying the physical product anymore it's all spotify and illegal downloading and all that you know you have to if you want to make a living from it you you have to find ways this might be the way one of the ways that they're finding so great news listeners apparently our political episode has started early because (laughs) i ask you what is the difference between capitalism making a living because capitalism is about making a living Cap- capitalism, though, for me as a punk rock Canadian, is greed. It's 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 not just make a living, be comfortable, live happy life. It's more, more, more. Capitalism is, I even though it's my wife, my me, my wife, and my two spoiled kids. I need a mansion, you know, with 
10 rooms. I need five cars. See, I need greed is that. greed. Capitalism is about a free market society, right? Where, where you're going to let the market bear what products it will and products succeed or fail based on their merit and their draw to, to, to the market. Right. And that's to me, that's what, that's what capitalism is. I guess we should probably start looking up some definitions here. I'll, I'll Google that while I'm talking, <laughs> but the point of it is, man, like greed, greed is greed. And I mean, if you look at like communist Russia, that's greed because the people were suffering while the people higher up had all the money. Mm-hmm. Right, because because well, the, and their greed becomes, yeah. but their greed becomes power, right? Mm-hmm. And when you talk about fascism, well, that greed becomes power because, you know, Hitler, we can definitely say he was power greedy, right? He wanted to control yeah. and rule everything, but so that's not capitalism. What he was doing, you know. No, that's tyranny. It's, capitalism is about being, you know, you you have the ability to fail. Um, economically like that's that's even what what conservatism is about you're you're going to you know fail what the fuck why isn't this coming up i'm trying to find a good definition here here we go all right an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state so if you are trying to earn a living you are trying to make a profit Mm-hmm. Because if you don't make a profit, then you can't earn your living, right? You can't buy the other things that you need. You've, you've got right. to, you, you gotta, you gotta make make more than you're spending here, right? So, just trying to make a living is capitalism. It it is bare bare bones, but there's what there's what the dictionary says for definition, and then there's Snowy's definition, and sometimes. They're not always the same. Well, so you know what and I mean? this is what's going to be fun, though, right? Be- oh, yeah. Because, because this this is exactly the kind of thing I've been missing. Um, you know, I I know I come across like the Boy Scout man, but I've really pissed people off um, because I will, you know, argue these sorts of things. Because I, I and like and and I bring all this stuff up to to basically come back to. The, the Black Lives Matter thing. Like, I want to keep talking about it because the one thing I don't want to become with at all... Well, so let me ask you this. Snowy, do you believe in censorship? Uh, well, no. <laughs> no, no, but... Uh, you started with uh, well. On, on, one, on one hand, you know, you're not going to let a child into an adult theater. No, no. You're not but, going to But that's to not censorship. That's... That is you choosing to guide that child. Right. Censorship right. means that you want all adult theaters shut down. Right, and that's definitely not me. Okay, so there's, how do you feel about there's hate censorship, speech? and then there's common sense. So should hate speech be allowed on Facebook? Um, I that's you're you're that's a crime actually. So and why why is that a crime? Because I thought that speech was a free thing. Okay, yeah, but you can't yell um, fire in a. In a uh, in a crowded theater, yelling fire in a crowded theater has nothing to do with hate. That has no, to do with no, putting people no, in danger. No, no, no. But it's 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 you, you. Okay, it's the the same argument can be made that 
okay, if it's free, if it's, if it's freedom of speech, I can yell fire in a crowded theater. No, you can't. Well, but that's because you, know? you are you are endangering people with that, right? Mm-hmm. Freedom mm-hmm. of speech comes from the idea of free thoughts and that you're allowed to have thoughts that are different from others. So if we don't allow hate speech, well, then how do we know what speech is right? And don't we then ourselves become doomed to becoming sheep in a different direction? Oh, I know. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. But me, my knee-jerk reaction is, I don't want to see that. Okay, exactly. Now, I, I, I have the ability to scroll, you know, to, 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 to scroll past that. Now, the argument and our biggest argument, you know, against or for censorship was the bullshit that the PMRC was doing right and, and all that. And it's like, no, we're not trying to censor, you know, we're just, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, we, we don't believe, we, we think this is harmful and all that. And well, but Snowy, I'm an animal and I fuck like a beast. <laughs> okay. But that's, that's, that's not spreading hate. Okay. But so, how is that different, right? Because I mean, because that's uh, so what, what were the ones that, that were there, right? But so, so well, let's think about this though. So, um, think about the Me Too movement. If we think back to that song, is that song contributing to the Me Too movement mm. in in the negative way? I that never occurred to me, and I honestly don't think no, no, because it's I don't, it's it's not affecting anyone. Okay. Have you heard the song Good Girls Don't by the Knack? Mm, no. All right, we will we'll 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 hold that one for the next next thing because I love the song. It's one of the most catchy melodies, but when I read the lyrics, I'm like, holy shit, is this creepy? Like, whoa. You know. But um yeah, so I I, I think like when it comes to censorship, it's either yes, we censor some things, or no, we don't censor anything. And if you're going to yes, we censor th- some things, well, then that you have censorship and you do believe in it. And if you say, well, I believe in censoring this, but not that, well, then you're no different than the PMRC. Mm. Because they believe in censoring this, but not that. Right? Uh, yeah, but... No, there's if, no yeah, but here. No, 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 it is. Yeah. Because if, if someone's just going to go on, on Facebook and drop nothing but N-bombs, okay, like that's, that's, that's a big difference than, you know, Twisted Sisters Under the Blade. <laughs> like, like there's, there, there is a big difference there. Like you, you, some, some, some brutal horror movie, you know, that's being kept away from the eyes of, of a, of a child you know, is that's that's definitely that we're not condoning sense censorship by not letting that eight year old watch the original maniac. Well, but that isn't that up to the parents. Um, I believe I. Yeah, yeah, but if if an if an eight year old, okay, is if. A theater, you know, if 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 the ticket booth is going to stop an eight-year-old from going in and seeing the Serbian film, I'm not going to argue that. Right. Now, if a parent and my parent took me to see the original Alien, and I was like eight years old, okay, okay, like 
I, I, okay, that's, I, I can get behind that. I took little Snowy to, like, the Lord of the Rings movie, in terms of violence and scary yeah. image, man, that was brutal. Who, what parent wouldn't take their kid to see Lord of the Rings, no matter what kind of violence there was in it? Like, you know. Hmm. I, th there's, there's, there's a big difference, you know, between Lord of the Rings and Screwdriver. Like, I understand what you're saying, and it's been a subject of debate for a while, and I just don't think that hate speech, you know, is something that, well, in order to truly be anti-censorship, we have to say, you know, let them. Like, it's, I understand what you're saying, it's, it, it's the, I don't agree what you're saying, but I'll defend you to the death your right to say it. I'm sorry. I am not going to defend some fucking Nazis. Well, like I'm not. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I don't agree with them. I don't want them, but they have their right to speak, but we have the right to disagree and we've got to manage the, those rights by having these open conversations. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I understand you, you what know, you're saying. Like, it's and it is and here's the thing is like and I certainly don't want any listener to think that I am for hate speech, like that mm -hmm. was not the point of this. The no, point, I know what you're saying. The, the point is really like this is a big philosophical debate that we really need to be talking about because what it comes down to is you've got people on on the opposite of the Black Lives Matter not understand what's going on, like using the same argument the other way. And it's like, well, no, like, we have to keep talking about this. We're like, well, it's not that bad. I'm like, yeah, it's because you don't have to fucking worry about it. You know? Oh, yeah. Now, anyone that doesn't understand, you know, the protests and what's yeah. going on, obviously, you know, have never had to live it. Yeah. Now, I will say there is a difference between looting and protesting. I oh, think there absolutely what is. The, That's a whole other story. I think what the conservative right, they're getting... They're 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 coinciding those two things. Protesting and looting is the same thing, and it's like, well, no, it's not. That got proven up here, you know, when twenty thousand people here in Winnipeg, we store. I unfortunately I wasn't able to to be there, but we stormed the the legislative. Not a single thing got looted. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, the looting really like like. It, you know, there are articles out there that have kind of proved that the looting was a lot of opportunistic people. Mm -hmm. But the, let's put it this way, the outcry of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Vandalism, we'll say. You know, things getting vandalized, cars getting turned over, stuff getting broken. I totally understand that. Because you have a group of people who day after day get up go to work, put on their happy face, knowing that they have to take shit mm -hmm. for They're no oppressed. other reason than that's the status quo. Yeah. So, and that's their skin color and all yeah, that. Oh yeah. Exactly. They're oppressed. And so when you get to a point where, uh, did you watch the Dave Chappelle thing that I posted in our group me chat? 
Sorry, I guess I didn't. Okay. I guess I didn't. Um, so he has a 30-minute thing on YouTube, and I watched it, and it is one of the most amazing things I think I've seen that really sums up what's going on right now. And he talks about that nine minutes. He's like, he's like, I want you to try and sit still for that long. You can't do it. He's like, I heard him call out for his mother. I've only heard somebody else uh, call out for their mother like that. You know who that was? My father as he was dying. You know, mm. like, like mm-hmm. they're... The point, like, what happened, what went on is just too much. You can't take it. You've got all this emotion. You've got to get it out. And if anyone is sitting here thinking, oh, well, you think vandalism is right? No, of course I fucking don't think vandalism is right. I am not going to go out and vandalize. I don't want to be vandalized. I don't want to see vandalism done. But I understand when somebody has had enough you know, you just got to kind of let it go and be like, okay, we fucked up. Let's have some talks. But we can't have those talks unless we are really, truly willing to have free speech. I I, I agree. I I agree. Like, DRI said it best. Ar- ar- argument than war, for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. For, for sure, for sure. So, before bef- yeah. before we do move on, I will say there are times though where I I am pro vandalism. Okay, like if someone you know wants to uh, go and spray paint you know fuck Trump on on the White House walls or something, I'll I'll look the other way for that. Okay, but are you? But do you think that that person should serve a crime for that vandalism? Um. Yeah, they should be fined a dollar. Okay. Well, how how is how is fuck Trump different than racism? Because you're still hating somebody oh, for their ideals, on. right? No, no, Listen, no, no, I, I'm playing you're, devil's you're advocate. Making, I am playing devil's making, advocate here. You're making a political statement against, you know, like say whatever you want about Trump. Okay, it's probably all true. Okay, <laughs> probably is. you're making a political statement <laughs> yeah. as opposed, you know, just to being, you know. Just a racist scumbag. But what's the difference between fuck this race and fuck Trump? <laughs> Seriously. I understand what Seriously, what's the, what's the difference? Because it's it's a shot it's a shot against So it's okay a, to hate a person but a, not a group of people? Not 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 just a person, but an idea. Oh, okay. But so the people that are saying fuck this particular race hate that idea. Uh, what, what do you mean? They hate the idea of that race. Like, look at what okay, no, Hitler no, did no. with the Jews. The race Hitler's isn't like, an idea, the though. The race isn't an idea. The uh, the race isn't. But isn't it? No, no, it's it's not. Those those are those are human beings made up of of different mental and physical and a collection uh, of thoughts, ideals. Yeah, ideas, yeah, but no, no, cultures. No, uh, uh, a race and a political idea is not the same thing. No. Okay. No. I think yeah, I think I think, I think I'll take that one. Right. But again, so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this, this is and again, I I cannot stress enough that we put no, this I in the wrong fucking, segment, dude. I know, man. Like, but I like I don't I don't support Trump. I don't like no. Like, and like, you're not a Nazi. You, no, you don't. For, for God's sake, <laughs> I get no. it. I get you know, it. but but it's, but the thing is, like, I really do believe that we have to have free speech because the thing is, you know, like flipping it the other way, the Jews didn't have free speech. 
right now the black people don't feel like they have free speech like the black people that was terrible but like like the the, the you know the the black people mm. in my in my country they don't feel like they have free speech fuck dude reading the um the why are you here book the black people in canada don't feel like they have free speech so we've got to fight you know fight for free speech but that's also going to mean hearing things we don't want to hear because that's what free speech is about no, that's that's true. You know, that's true. It, it's it's and you know what? I'll, I'll I'll leave this with with my favorite anthrax anthrax quote from the song "Starting of a Posse." You've got a choice: don't buy it, don't like it, but don't say your opinion's right. You know, like that, I agree that's with always that. something I, I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So anyway. Um, I really didn't have much, and that turned into way longer of a rant than I thought. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, yeah. Dr- drop this stuff post-interview from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll try to... Well, just when we, when we said about the capitalism thing, I just started going, like, wait a second. It just, it just feels like we should start the political episode. Because those that like that capitalism, the wage slavery, there's a lot of things out there that I would like to talk about. You know, and because I want to keep making sure that we talk about different political philosophies, things that are out there. Um, I want to encourage people to vote. And I, I, again, I, will, I can't say it enough, but Black Lives Matter. Vote. You've, you've, we, we've got to be the change we want to see. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't you want to live power. in a world. Use it. Yeah, I, I don't want to live in a world where there's any group of people that feel like they have to be silent. I'm right on. You know? Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, but let's kind of move move on a little bit. The last uh, the last couple episodes, though, you mentioned, and I was actually kind of surprised. I got to give you ex- extra horns for this, yeah. but um, you name dropped the band Cruelty. Yeah, Cruel- Cruelty with a K. Yes, I really dug them. Yeah, yeah, really cool Japanese hardcore band with a little bit of sludge in there. Just just some really good stuff. If you dig um bands like Sebulba, you know, maybe maybe a bit of coffins or whatnot. Just just that that type of brutal metallic hardcore mixed in, you know, like I said, with a little bit of the sludge and all that, maybe some D beat, nice a nice musical stew. That is what the Japanese cruelty with a K is. And earlier in the year, the earlier this year, I believe they had a full-length record, A Dying Truth, came out. Wow, this is obviously a very busy band because their latest EP, which drops July 15th, courtesy of Creator Destructor Records, Immortal Nightmare, drops. That's a really cool record that that came across my desk, and I was cranking that earlier today, and it just it just kind of took me back to those last couple episodes. It's like, yeah, this is the band that Aaron was was gushing over, and I can definitely see why. Yeah, I really dug it, man. It was the sludge thing that got me. I really enjoy that part of their sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes for a nice makes for a nice mix. I've actually got. One of their tracks from that immortal nightmare in queue, ready to go. But before we kind of get to that, 
Um, I had some a couple songs, individual songs, kind of come across my desk where they're saying, "Hey, Snowy, check this out." You know what? What? What do you think about this? And I got a song from the pop singer Keisha or Kesha or something. Do you know yeah. who that is? So um, I know it's K E S H A, and that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge. Okay, okay. Well, she's kind of a pop tart. She's a modern pop singer and all that, but she's, she's crunchy actually... on the outside, sweet on the inside. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure, sure. Well, well, that's just what I call all all pop singers. But um, she's actually a legit hard rocker and metalhead. I know she's a big Lamb of God fan. She's a big uh, Machine Head fan. She did a duet with Alice Cooper on the Welcome to My Nightmare album, which is actually one of my five favorite Alice Cooper songs ever. So this Keisha Kesha is a legit hard rocker i wish she would actually just take the plunge say fuck you to pop this is what i really want to do and uh and just go full on i would have i would have her even now just as a pop singer i would have her on the show and we would just talk metal and hard rock and punk and all that i think she would make a really interesting guest well there is a new T-Rex tribute album called Angel Head Hipster. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I, I, I saw the track listing. I was only, I, I was only shown one song. Okay. And I saw the track listing, which is a whole bunch of other bands that I really didn't, most of them I never even heard of, but you know, that doesn't mean it's not good or anything, but I was, Really impressed with Keisha's version of uh, Children of the Revolution. That's her contribution to this T-Rex soundtrack. And I thought it was just... I was really interested because it's like, okay, this is a person that I don't... You know, while what she does, her own stuff really isn't, you know, anything that I would normally go for. She's showing her chops about what she can do, you know when she really wants to okay so i'm just i'm just hoping that keisha feels the inspiration from this and decides to come over to the light shall (laughs) we say (laughs) come over and join us because we've got cookies and lemmies here (laughs) well you know know. to to have a nod to our previous debate maybe she's just trying to make a living or is she being a capitalist um Uh uh Yeah, 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 okay. But like I said, if she ever comes on Radioactive Metal, I don't think I would even mention a single one of her songs. It would just be all about the cool stuff, you know? And I think we'd have to. Have to you, I've noticed doing interviews with bands over the years, you, you come up with something different, something unique. Yeah. And yeah, they're like, they're like used to answering the same questions over and over because they're promoting a new record or a new tour or something, you know, so they, they, they get hit, you know, and those are the questions they, they want to ask. You sneak in a question that they haven't gotten, man, to see the smile on the face, the way their face lights up. It's like, oh my God, this guy's asking me something fucking different, <laughs> you know, you know, so Keisha, you've got a spot right here on, uh, 
on in radioactive metals creature feature i remember um we've had kind of a conversation before about canadian hard rock and canadian aor and all that and you would know who aldo nova is uh yes blood on the bricks oh no yes yeah no that's him yeah but do they also have fantasy yeah, that's him. Fantasy. Tell me about your fantasy. Uh, yeah, the that's... fantasy. Bounce, 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 bounce. Allo Nova is back. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's cut a new record. I don't know if the new record is out yet because once again, all I got was you know his people. Hey Snowy, check out this new Allo Nova song. When all is said and done, okay, which is one song off it's going to be an upcoming uh concept album that take it's it, it it's it's called the life and times of eddie gage it's totally something that you would think like a guy like this isn't what Olo nova would do you know like this is this is pretty adventurous and courageous and all that well I got the one song when all is said and done and it smoked. It was great. Like this is this is the type of stuff that I like these old-time classic rockers. This this is what I want them doing. Don't don't recreate your past. Move on, move forward. Give me something fresh. Man, check out the latest Rick Springfield. He's got this really wicked dark voodoo-esque um, blues song which if all you know is jesse's girl you're gonna fucking hate this but it's absolutely amazing but jesse's girl is so good yeah it's a great song for the time but i don't want jesse's girl too it's a great I, I want, song for any time well <laughs> uh, i i want some i want something new and fresh and adventurous from my classic rock artists, and I think we're getting that with Aldo Nova. And not only yeah. are we getting all that musically, this album, this Aldo Nova record, Megaforce Records. Wow. I don't think I would ever call that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, that's, like, I, I had to do a double take. Like I'm looking at my email and I'm like, all going over, new record, great song, did this, this, this. Megaforce Records, like the Megaforce signing, all going over, amazing, amazing, fantastic. So I can't wait. You know, never, never mind the digital and all that. I'm grabbing the physical, and I don't like this word, product of the life and times of Eddie Gage, the second. Like and all Nova, like that that's that that's a dude we would have on radioactive metal. Yeah. You know, like I I think he would definitely contribute enough. While I was pissing around with all of that, I discovered a really cool Aldo Nova video available now on YouTube where a lot of these bands right now they're doing um isolation videos. This band member at his house this band member at his house oh, and they're yeah, all yeah. playing live together they, they've had entire festivals yeah anthrax have been doing that sort of stuff it's been good. right right although nova and his band did that for a um a new a new version of monkey on your back i don't oh, know if cool. you remember that song yeah. it was from his second album subject and it was one of those songs 
that and I was just I was just a kid, man. We were in 1983. How old were we? 12, 13. Okay, well, monkey on your back, and I didn't quite get it the first time I heard the song, but the second, third time, it's like, oh my god, this is this is talking about wicked drug addictions and the evils of it and all that. And now, yeah, it might've been about heroin and cocaine back then, but this, this day and age, unfortunately it's still heroin is still a thing. And now there's shit like meth and ecstasy and all this. I don't know what all these fucking drugs are, but apparently, you know, people are dying from them and all that. So you know, song, songs like that, I hope they don't ever die and are always a thing. So, yeah, that was some really cool stuff. Looking forward to just grabbing that whole record. What I'm looking forward to now is sharing a little cruelty. It's kind of a bad pun or whatever. We're going to be cruel to our listeners. <laughs> okay, and we're going to drop a track from Japan's Cruelty with a K from the Immortal Nightmare record. Let's go with Desire. Let's go. 
Remember a band called Blood Come? Nope, and that's kind of gross. <laughs> it is. It is. It definitely is. But I think I think they were kind of making a statement with the title track of really their one and only full length album, "Death by a Clothes Hanger." Okay, now you may not have remembered Blood Come or whatever, but you'll definitely remember the singer's older brother. Because the singer of Blood Come and the main man behind that band was one John Araya. His older brother was Tom, he of Slayer fame. Yeah, yeah. I had no so, idea. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And another piece of trivia about Blood Come and that and and that that album is. There was a Hanneman in the band as well. Really? And we all thought back then, okay, we knew that John was Tom's younger brother. Like yeah. we 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 knew that. This was before Slayer, you know, really broke through. They were still predominantly underground. But us in the underground, like we knew, oh, this is great. Like both Arrayas are in these kick-ass bands and all that. We thought the other Hanneman that was in Blood Come, we thought that was Jeff's younger brother as well. Well, I only learned the last couple of years, no, 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 that that was just a rumor or 
you know, someone played us to believe that or whatever. So I was a little disappointed that there weren't two younger Slayer siblings in Bloodcomb. There was just the one, and that is the title track from that one and only record, Death by a Clothes Hanger. Wow. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. You talk about stuff that, you know, might not uh, make it today. Who knows? You know, I think that was. Um, although, although, really, at po- post blood come, there's been a lot of ribald. Fuck, we got porno grind now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe things aren't aren't as uh, tightly wound right now. Remember last year, dude, I came back from the Quebec Death Fest. I went out to Montreal with our good buddy, Ducky. We had a grand old time. We interviewed a band, saw a lot of cool bands that we've never seen before and will probably never get the opportunity unless we actually travel there. Okay. One of the highlights from that was just meeting someone on the street. Okay, which when you when you go to festivals and all that, if you're a social butterfly like me, you got no problems striking up conversations with strangers and you know hopefully meeting and making new friends. Striking a pose, there's nothing to it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, that is exactly how we met one Craig Newman. Hello, Newman. <laughs> Now, now I understand. Now there I understand. we are. <laughs> there we are. Mr. Newman is the main man in the head honcho behind CDN Records. Okay, which I have to admit, that was my first time ever hearing of CDN Records. And as I started as i got to know mr newman as we were talking right there on the streets of montreal right outside of the electric the electric foofoons um venue because he was out there pushing peddling some of the cdn record stuff and i ended up buying a cdn re-release of an old exhume demo You'll recall when we had Matt Harvey on the show, I brought it up in the interview and we actually broke out a track, probably much to Mr. Harvey's chagrin, we broke out an old track from this uh, this old demo when he was like 15 or whatnot. So that was kind of the catalyst that started my conversation with Mr. Craig Newman from CDN Records. Now, the more... You know, after the festival, I got home. The more and more I started to investigate what Mr. Newman does, I have to admit, I was pretty impressed. Okay, here's, mm-hmm. you know, a, DI, a, a DIY independent label that he's busting his ass, doing it all himself, but um, he's putting out some pretty impressive releases including last week's creature feature in in satany or however 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 you want to pronounce it dude i'm still not i know i love know. when you try to pronounce that <laughs> I, know, I know and i i had mr i had chris lytle from the band 
you know, say it over and over <laughs> to me. I'm still not pronouncing it. Well, that was one of the recent signings on CDN Records. Something else that I got really excited about as well was the signing of Winnipeg's Votov. I totally now thought you... you said Botox for a second. I'm like, <laughs> no. really? <laughs> he sucked. They signed on our good buddies in Votov. You'll remember we played the audio of them signing the contract to yep. CDN Records. And we also did that with their other band from many years ago, making a comeback this year in Immortal Possession. So that's how CDN Records kind of got on to our radar but the thing that kept cdn records on to what what kept it on our radar and our interest was just the multitude of awesome bands that that mr newman has signed and released so with all is said and done it's like okay this is actually a really good time to get Mr. Newman on and talk everything about CDN. And now I remember a little while ago <laughs> you said, so dude, I guess CDN means Canadian records, right? Yeah, that's totally what I believe in. Yeah. Which, which, yeah, yeah. It's Canadian. Well, <laughs> well, no, no, not not necessarily, but when you find when you hear this interview, you'll find out exactly the whys and wherefores behind that somewhat unique moniker to get us to this um, this wicked chat with Mr. Newman. We're going to uh, go with a track from one of his latest releases in Gore Worm. This is Disgraced Perversions. Disgrace for a virgin! 
First and foremost, we've been actually, yeah, ever since I ran into you last summer at the Quebec Death Fest on the streets right outside of the Foufoons there, um, the CDN Records has actually come up on the show here and there and played some tunes and all that. But it would probably be a good idea if we could maybe, um, if I can get you to give a little short bio, a little intro, who you are, what you do, you know, your mother's maiden name, you know, whatever you think <laughs> might be uh, good for our listeners to kind of get an idea what's going on here. Well, uh, CDN Records started in 1992. It was originally called uh, Civilian Death Network, but due to the September 11th happenings with a record label called that, I wasn't receiving any of my parcels anymore, so I knew I had to change the name, so I just went to strictly CDN Records. Okay. Yeah, I've actually had people say, oh, CDN, like, as in... You're from Canadian, from from Canada, so that's like Canadian, right? And I'm like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it used to be Civilian Death Network. Now it's just strictly CDN records, <laughs> just see. Canadian. Yeah, it's just that's just a happy accident, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird how you know a, a catastrophic catastrophic event happens, and then all of a sudden something you think it wouldn't be affected it's like oh my god now i have to redo everything yeah it was starting it was starting over again just with the name and cdn just made it easier and i really wasn't where i am now obviously back then um mm -hmm. cdn's grown so much over the last 10 15 years um being you know it's almost 30 years old now it's one of the longest-running independent um, record labels and distribution, underground distributions in Canada. I basically started with, um, I don't know if you know Remy from PRC Music? Hmm, not yet. Yeah, he, he actually, I started working for him in 1992. He had a co company called New World Symphony Records. And he put out a couple compilations, a couple uh, cassettes, and I was working with him. And then I heard a band actually called Decayed Remains from Quebec, an album called Moonlight. And I, one of my top albums is Sodom, Agent Orange, and they sounded like that. Ah. So I said, I think it's time I put out my own stuff. So they were the first band I signed and first band I put out, which was Decayed Remains, One Man's Fate, which I still listen to today, and it's almost got to be 20 25 years old okay before all of this happened and all that like when you were a teenager and all that like teens aspire to be musicians or whatever they want to take up the guitar or whatever back then did you ever think eh, maybe my own record label um, I played in bands, um, played bass in bands when I was 16, 17, 18, doing which now is considered classic rock, <laughs> but being old back then. Um, and it was actually funny. Um, I used to practice at my house and we would do covers of Sweet, Nazareth, Judas Priest, all the old stuff. And one day I just figured out it was rather boring to play. Okay. And I actually, the next day, started a new band. And it moved on to 
it was a punk band called LSD, Little Shit Disturbers. Then it went to another band that I actually toured some in the States with, which was called DNA, uh, Death by Nuclear uh, Death by Nuclear Annihilation. And we played a couple of shows in Buffalo with Baphomet and toured with Overthrow. Oh, right uh, Nick Sagius from um, Toronto and Overthrow. We thought we were heavy back in the day. This is 1989. The demo tape I put out back then was recorded at a guy who recorded church music, so the quality's just horrible. <laughs> but it still sold, and you know people wanted it at the time. Now, when I listen to it, it's funny because we thought we were heavy doing possessed covers, death covers, and then when you listen to it today, it sounds like Green Day. Ah. <laughs> Which, nothing wrong with that, but back then we thought we were heavy, but... 30 years, you'll re-listen to it. It's like, wow, wasn't that heavy? And then I actually left that band. Um, I was replaced by an incredible bass player. Um, uh, And I left, and then I was just sitting at home, and I got a whole, I knew Remy, and just was like, hey, let's start this and see what happens. And then I branched out on my own, finally. Right on, right on. Um, What would... um some of like you have a myriad of bands obviously over the years but what were some of the bigger names that maybe someone would might like someone in the underground would know like now without us introducing them uh flesh feast was one of my first releases from london ontario uh that was great um one of my best selling ones is a grind gore band called anal bleeding from quebec actually moved a lot of those i know the name alone yeah that's it so yeah yeah but it sold it, i mean it it moved um there's been a lot over the years uh battle soul which is like folk celtic thrash i've put out three of their albums and they all they're really good as far as the heavier stuff back in the day i put out a rotting from new market uh, compilation uh, I think it was called The Forgotten Ones. Incredible band that should have gone to the next level, but for some reason never did. But they were, man, when you go see them play, their singer, Corey, would put on a show, and the pits were insane. Just incredible. Um, as far as other bands, uh, I'm just trying to think offhand, to be honest with you. A good band front that I really enjoyed that I don't think anybody even remembers myopia from vancouver um they put out their own cd i repressed it then i put another cd out of theirs called dancing on landmines there you go that's a great band name too yeah it was (laughs) um a really good cd it moved um i'm just trying to think what else i mean lately it's been all the the brutal stuff like uh bleeding spawn from south africa displeased disfigurement from south africa um, some of the older ones too. The Decayed Remains, like I said, One Man's Fate. That was an incredible uh, CD that I loved. Um, I'm just trying to think what else. God, you got me on now. It's going back so long. One of the first cool. tapes, one of the first releases I ever did was with a local band called Carcinogen, and uh, great guys. And I'm going to be actually re-releasing it. Um, Carcinogen was like death spiritual healing type stuff. 
okay. And uh, they were incredible. I can't wait for people to hear it again. We pressed some and sold out of all of them. Um, new bands, I mean, the biggest signing I have right now is In Satanity from Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been around for 25 years. Mm-hmm. I have a album coming out in about a month and a half. Um, some great Canadian bands. I, and that's one thing my label does. It, I sign international, but I'm always looking for Canadian bands to help them get to the next level. And in the last year or two, some of the bands that have been coming out and the quality of the musicianship has been incredible from Canada. Um, Cryophiliac from Hamilton area. Um, Bastard Son from Peterborough. I don't know if you've heard that yet, but that is incredible old school death metal. Um, Dealing with some guys from the States, but I try to attend more the uh, Canadian bands. Um, Gore Worm is another band that's been doing really well. I had Diety from Toronto, which basically had Flo from Cryptopsy playing drums on it. Oh, right on. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good release. Um, there's been a lot of stuff over the years, a lot of uh, where I try to help bands out. Because my main thing is I sell over the internet, but I also trade. So I'm a big trader with labels across the planet where I'll ship, you know, your band stuff that I put out to Russia and I'll get some Russian stuff. So it helps bands get fans in different areas. And hopefully those fans will go to their band camp and buy a shirt or support them in that way if they really like them. Um, Blood of Christ is another good band that I've had. I've released a couple items from them. Their last CD from last year sold out. And mm-hmm. I'm just waiting to find out if we're going to repress it. They have a new CD coming out, um, Blood of Christ split with Vomit Remnants from Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you got some Canadian content, and then you're going to have some Japanese content that is Vomit Remnants. Everybody knows who they are. Mm-hmm. They've been around forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the nice uh, stuff, uh, Votov from, I think, uh, Manitoba. Oh, those are my boys, yeah. And uh, Immortal Possession. Um, Chuck, John, and Derek um, put together a deal for him. I always wanted to work with Chuck. I've known him for a while on the internet. Mm-hmm. And it worked out just perfect because it was the Votov that I heard first and was blown away. And then I hit him up for the Immortal Possession, and they were into it. So I'm like, oh, this is incredible. So Votov CD is going to be out probably July, I'm hoping. Uh, there's a couple of videos we uh, Chuck just did for new songs. But uh, that's some killer stuff, and it's my first band from uh, Manitoba. Right on, right on. And I'm glad it's those boys, because just a little little um, side note, Immortal Possession, 30-some years ago, was my very first interview in just a little black-and-white local fanzine stapled in the corner type, type deal. And to this day, yeah, myself and John from Votov and all that, we're still buddies after all these years. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as these records um, that these bands, you know, through CDN, as soon as they're available, yeah, I'm sitting down with those boys and we're going to have them on Radioactive Metal. It's actually been a long time coming. So, yeah, I want to thank you personally, you know, for checking them out and giving them their break and all that. We're really, really stoked around here for that. Yeah, that's good. Great guys. And the main thing I always look for is bands that will help out the label because I, I try to run it as a, a family type thing right? where 
all my bands, um, I'll say 98% of them, um, they keep all their digital stuff. I don't even do digital, really. I have maybe one or two that I've done over the years, but I let the bands keep all the digital sales because the way I always looked at it is they made it. It's their music. You know, why should I take anything from it? So the digital stuff they get to keep, shirts and everything they get to keep. Um, so it was very enticing for Votov. And uh, Chuck and John and, and Derek are just, they're all over the internet, which helps me and helps them. So, and CDN really hasn't had a lot of customers from Manitoba, Alberta, Saskatchewan. So hopefully with some bands coming from out there that I'm really starting to enjoy and I can sign, mm -hmm. they can help me and I can help them. So, Right on, right on. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a symbiotic relationship. Good idea. Yeah, Good and because... Like I tell people and I tell everybody, there's no money in this. I don't do this for a living. I do it for a hobby and because I love it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a vinyl collector and a demo collector. Um, so, I mean, I do it for the love of it. I don't do it to make money. There ain't no money in this. <laughs> no, nothing in what I do either. <laughs> yeah, you know that. So, But, I mean, it, like I always tell people, if, 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 they're, if they love the music and they're in a band, have fun. If you get to play some shows and it gets big and you get to do a lot of stuff, that's fantastic. But always enjoy the music, and and that's why I do it, to be honest with you. I enjoy the music. I listen to every type of metal there is. Right on, right on. Yeah, yeah. For stuff like this, like, yeah, it has to be a passing project. Like, it has to be or you're not... They're just not going to do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the old demo days and all that. So obviously you're old enough to remember the tape trading and in the back of Metal Forces magazine, the pen bangers section and all that, which we frequently mention on this show. You remember those days? Oh, yeah. I'm 50. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in that era. I have, I have over 900 demo cassettes. Right I traded with everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> did, did you ever have a uh, an ad in the back of uh, Metal Forces and the Pen Bangers? The the funniest thing I had at CDN Records is I did a um, a small catalog, and then I figured it was funny because I I printed it. I only have one left to this day. I have people asking me for because they just wanted it, but there's one left. And the problem with it is you print the catalog, and I had so many different titles. By the time it came out, three-quarters of my list was already sold out. <laughs> so I then the Internet came and made life easy. Like One fun thing I have is with the younger generation, their attention span is so small because there's just so much information. Mm -hmm. Back in our day where I'd sit and wait for the postman to come to see if the tape I had ordered six months ago was finally going to be in the mail. <laughs> And it's funny because I got kids today where they order something on Monday and they don't understand why it's not there on Friday. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I used to wait six months for a demo tape that was dubbed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is the generation and it is technology. I mean, kids today can get anything they want so fast off the Internet and oh, there's sweet bands and everything. They'll mm -hmm. never be able to experience putting 20 bucks in an envelope and shipping it to Germany and waiting to see what comes back. 
<laughs> yeah, I've, I've told stories. Yeah, yeah, like that's the way we rolled back in the day, which which you and I were old enough to say back in the day. Like, oh, I, yeah. hear, I, I hear 20-year-olds say back in the day, and I'm like, dude, you are in the day right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. He doesn't even know what a stamp is. <laughs> <laughs> and when you used to put inside the package, don't wreck the stamp, send them back. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and back in that day, though, it was everybody would help everybody out and try to get bands' names out, and that's all the band started, Death, Possessed, the thrash scene, the black metal scene. It was all tape trading in the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and now, sorry, now you get younger people saying, well, what's the difference between illegally downloading and all your demo trading and all that? You're still dubbing it. You're still doing this. It's like, no, it's a big fucking difference. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because you paid for the demo to the band. Yeah, yeah. If they dubbed it, you still sent them 10, 15 bucks. And I mean, the thing with, with downloading is if they download fine but if the band you like the band and the band comes to your town at least go buy a shirt or something to support them mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's the, that's the big thing that's going to be happening especially in the times we're in right now with this covid19 when bands do get out and start touring they are going to need the support so i hope people do go in you know support them and buy shirts and whatever they have for sale merch wise Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've often said, and and you and you got to do it on a Tuesday night. I understand, you know, everyone's got to yeah. work, everyone's got a schedule and all that. But when, like here in Winnipeg, like we've had some bands, like the last couple of years, like Diamond Head and Vicious Rumors have come through town because we have an amazing promoter and all that. But this is the one and only time a band like this is coming through town, and because it was like on a Tuesday, like twenty people were there. Like to see yeah. fucking Diamond Head? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's it's what I've come to realize over the years is like that the I live in a small town. I live next to uh, a city, two hundred thousand, and it's ninety nine percent of the people that listen to heavy metal in that city, they're closet metalheads. You'll never know them in public to see them. You'll never see them at a show. They don't even buy off me, but. When I go to uh, our local doctor desk or something to go vinyl hunting, they're in there buying metal like crazy. But they're all they're closet metalheads. They don't support the scene as far as going to a show on a Tuesday night. And it's kind of what you have to do. Like in Windsor, we do have a great promoter, Black Market um, Promotions. Tyson, he's been bringing some great shows down here. More of the modern death metal stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they have to support, and that's what it's all about. I mean, if if you don't support, the scene ends up dying eventually. It does, yeah, yeah, people. And I understand, you know, you know, everyone's got their schedule, but it's just disheartening, you know, when no one shows up on a Tuesday, but on a Friday, you know, the place is packed, and it's like, no, we needed this place packed on Tuesday because yeah. this local band, I'm glad you're supporting them and all that, but... They don't need it right now. That touring band definitely needed all this. One thing that I started doing is, uh, because I work afternoons, nights, and days, when I couldn't manage it to a show, um, like, for instance, we had the band down here uh, from Vancouver, Neck of the Woods. Mm -hmm. Great band. Yeah, great band. I couldn't make it to the show. So I told a buddy, pick me up a shirt and two pieces of vinyl. (laughs) So you support in any way you can, you know what I mean? Because they're going to need gas money to get back. Oh, that's what I, yeah, 
sorry, especially like here in Winnipeg, we're a standalone market. Like yeah. it's it's six hours to Regina, it's eight hours to Minneapolis. It's 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 tough just getting here. So <laughs> they spend hundreds of just in gas. Yeah, you know they got to get that yeah. back. Well, hopefully, you know, with Votov and Immortal Possession, going to probably start playing some shows around town. And and this is one thing I like. I tell Chuck and I've told John if they had come up with any bands from their area that I think I might like, send them my way. Like, I mean, I'm I'm willing to help anybody, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you know, mm-hmm. you build your scene. That's what what happens uh, down in Windsor, where uh, I live by. It was Corporfemia put out an album by them years ago called Arrive in Pieces, and it's. It's an underground Canadian classic that Canada doesn't know about, but in the States, people think it's 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 an incredible CD. It's really funny. Yeah, it's weird how that works sometimes. You know, you can't get arrested. Well, we have more listeners probably in um, in Asia than we do in Canada. You know, like it's, yeah. but that's the internet. You know. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, People like yourself doing shows like this helps so much. It gets bands' names out, and like you said, if you know people in Asia are listening to it, you probably have a lot of Canadian content, so they're going to pick up on the Canadian bands, which helps everybody out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, yeah, you know that's what this is all about. It's it's everybody trying to help everybody, and that's what I've tried to do for thirty years. Right on. Well, thank you for that. That's really appreciated. With um, with everything that's going on in the world right now, you know, with this pan- with this pandemic and all that, like, it it must be extra tough now for you to do this. It's actually, I'm going to be honest with you. Sales are good. Okay. <laughs> People are enjoying the stuff I'm putting out right now, and uh, they're sitting at home and they want physical copies, which is good. The bad part of it is, is like I had I had seven orders yesterday. They were all out in the post this morning before I talked to you. I already mailed them all. I could get five emails in the next two weeks saying they don't have a parcel yet. Yeah. Pe- people have to understand with the pandemic, Canada Post has already said they're three months behind. <laughs> oh, jeez. So they have more parcels right now than they do at Christmas time. So I try to explain to to people that, listen, it's in the mail, you know, and they always think, well, it's in the mail, it's in the mail. But I actually mail parcels the next day, two days at the most. Mm -hmm. And they're out there. So sales haven't been bad. Um, It's been nice to sit at home and and find some new bands. Uh, I'm doing some stuff with um, uh, Cam from The Growl. Right on, Uh, yeah. We just did the Grotesque Infection CD, which has moved incredible. We're now doing it on cassette. And a label in Denmark is going to be doing it on vinyl for us. Um, we've got some other stuff coming down the road. Uh, possible master cassette from Paul Speckman. Right on. Yeah, so we've been, we got another uh, couple Buffalo bands doing some split CDs with us. So we're bringing that back. So that's been good. Um my release is coming out in the next month is the Bleeding Spawn mini CD, New Gore Worm from Toronto, and In Satanity from Florida. So it's been busy with the pandemic. The biggest problem is mail. And I don't know if, if you're into vinyl at all, but Canada Post sucks for vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> no like people always ask me why I don't do vinyl. 
35 bucks to send one record to Europe. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just telling people now, that's why I don't do vinyl. I love vinyl. Mm-hmm. And all my bands want their stuff on vinyl, but I keep telling them, you know, I can charge 15 bucks for an LP, but when I tell them it's like 20 to 30 bucks to ship it, people are going to freak out. Yeah, yeah, especially overseas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. Um, Do you, uh, sorry, I just wanted to ask you a question. If that's okay. Cool. War on Music, is that from Winnipeg? That is. I was actually volunteering in the, uh, well, it, it's gone now. It's been oh, gone. Oh, it's out of business? Yeah, it's been gone for quite a while now, like five, six years now. But I was. Um, Their wor- website's still up. Yeah, I think the the label got sold to someone else, and the previous owner is now he's he's kind of he's a friend of mine. He just kind of moved away, and he's just like, like fallen right off the grid. But yeah, the label is still up. the The shop in Winnipeg, I was volunteering at for for a couple of years and all that, and it's kind of it just. We just, it wasn't sustainable anymore. No one was able to do it anymore. No one had time, you know. No one made any money off of that. It was a cooperative. It just. Because I'll tell you, I was buying off him like crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, to be honest with you, bought something in the last six months from him. Oh, okay. Well, that's the new owner of the label now. Like, the, the, sh- I don't know if there's a shop anymore yeah yeah i lost i lost he just disappeared and it's too bad he's a friend of mine i would like to see him again (laughs) you know he has he has lots of friends in winnipeg i'm sure that would would like to see him but yeah yeah every once in a while i make references on the show to having my my time at warren music yeah i I enjoyed buying stuff from he had some good decent sales at the end of the year christmas Mm -hmm. time yeah I used to buy a lot of records. I wish he was still around. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just, when artists would come through town, you know, and they would hear of the shop and, you know, I would just be hanging out and all these cool artists would come in and it's like, oh, shit. Oh, nice to meet you, you know? Like, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about, what, what about you personally? What are you, some of your favorite bands that you like to chill and listen to in your downtime well um i've basically got my my go-to bands um number one's possessed mm-hmm. for a band I, band that's got three and a half albums out i probably got about 60 different versions <laughs> um i when we were in quebec there i got to sit down and have a long conversation with jeff becerra right on uh that was fanboying out big time because basically first album i bought was seven churches oh right on and um so i'm a big fan of theirs big fan of death always have been a, a fan of death uh, and chuck stuff um then i go off the rails a bit i go favorite band uh, opeth okay got everything by them i enjoyed everything from their heavier stuff to their i guess it's prog rock now but I enjoy it all. It's good listening. And then um, my Swedish death metal, I've always liked In Flames, going way back to when mm-hmm. they started. And uh, after that, it's just a, it's a variety. I'm listening to all kinds of new stuff right now. Two Mold from Toronto, 
excuse me, from Toronto. Great stuff, yeah. Uh, um, trying to think what else I just got in. Um, again, getting all the classics, like us old people have to do. I get the old <laughs> Bonded by Blood, Destruction, um, Sodom, all the old stuff that I used to have on, well, have on cassette, but got it on LP now. So I listen to a wide variety of stuff, anything from, you know, brutal death metal. Um, I listen to old old grindcore, Napalm Death kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the newer stuff, I mean, I've been listening to, what's the latest thing? Uh, Within Destruction, listen, listen to a little of that. Uh, Beyond Creation, incredible band from mm-hmm. Quebec. God, those guys can play. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, most of the time it's possessed death, opeth and flames, soil work, really big soil work fan. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's being in the scene for as long as I have been, I can sit here and, you know, get off the radio with you and throw <laughs> on a slaughter strapato album. Oh yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, and then turn around, you know, then I got Voivod, Sacrifice, all the old stuff. And then it's just, you know, then I can put on something new like Chemist or uh, Tomb Mold, or Gatekeeper, you know, huh. it's whatever the mood is, you know what I mean? Right. I've been, uh, I've been really getting into the, um, uh, how do I put this, the live CDs, and de- sorry, live vinyl and demo vinyls. Freak of Death puts some stuff out, and I just got like the Demigod demos, it's a double vinyl, I got Live Grave, um, <laughs> Live Cannibal Corpse. All right. kinds of stuff. Yeah, I enjoy those too. So I listen to everything. Try to support as many things as I can. Right, right. Yeah, just I can tell you and I like we're we're about the same age, and yeah, I I love the classics and the new stuff as well. Yeah. And frequent, like I have a feeling we've got a lot in common. Like when you do you, you when you do make it out to shows, are you the oldest one there? Um, no, actually, I have a friend that's older than me. <laughs> Okay, because, because all of yeah. well, most of my friends, and particularly the ones in the scene, are all like half my age. Yeah, same thing so, here. Yeah. Same thing here. <laughs> it's just so many times I've gone to a show and I just have other friends. They they come up and yeah, I've been looking around for you, Snowy, and yeah, yeah, you're the oldest one here again. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I don't mind that because at the same time. Like every show, I've got someone wanting to hear a story from the '80s or whatever, you know, and all that. It's like, all right, all right. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I My hardest thing, the funniest thing, when you're the oldest guy there, you just grab one of your shirts and you wear it, and then everyone's coming up to you, going, "Who's bolt thrower?" <laughs> party, party thrower? wants to educate the person, but another party just wants to smack them upside the head. It's like, oh, yeah. you're oh, I just tell people, I go, you see the name? Just go on the internet and find it. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You get those people that, okay, they're not part of the scene. You're wearing your bolt thrower shirt or whatever out in public, and you get that person. What is that? Oh yeah, you know, and you try to it's, it's it's a rock band and all that, and they're like they're asking you a bunch of questions, but they don't really care. You know, they're <laughs> they're not going home to check out Bolt Throw or whatever. It's just it's that curiosity right there at that second, and as soon as the conversation's done, they're it's just going to leave their head. Oh yeah, you know, it's, and, just, and 
a lot of people too. I still remember years ago. I had a Sounds of uh, of Death T-shirt, David Horn's magazine, right? Um, and on the back it said "Death Fucking Metal" in huge letters. Well, I wore it to uh, my local Toronto Dominion Bank to go get some money out. I'm in my <laughs> probably twenties at the time, so I didn't give a shit. Right. I had so many people coming up to me, and they were so offended. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, you're offended by a bunch of words on my T-shirt? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, the- yeah, and I go, well, first off, make sure you're looking at the T-shirt, not my ass. <laughs> and second off, you might want to go home and look in the mirror, because if a bunch of words on the back of my shirt offend you, you may have other problems. Yeah, yeah. If that's the biggest thing on your plate that day, like, yeah. You, yeah, I, yeah. I totally I, um, I mean, I don't go around wearing the Cradle of Phil shirts. You know, no. I'm not a, like that. But if I wear a shirt that, and I don't wear the shirts that are, like, disgusting, disgusting. I just wear, like, the bull thrower, the death, the possessed. And people mm-hmm. still, like you said, what's that? Well, it's actually, it's none of your business. It's mine. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, you don't really care. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you just want to start a confrontation. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know what? And this is what I always tell people, too. I'll start explaining it to him, then I'll just look at him and go, I've lost interest in you, so I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> I can't remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do it all the time to people because it's just you can see that their attention span, like it's shiny ball. They saw it, they want to say something, they've already, like you said, they've already forgot what they're there for. <laughs> so I just tell people, I've lost interest in this conversation. Or the other thing I say, listen, I'm 50, I don't know how many conversations I got left in life, this isn't going to be one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. thanks for the story I'll have to tell to real people later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you remember... Well, I'm sure I'm sure you would. You always remember your first time, but your first your first show, your first concert, Deep Purple. Oh, right on. Yep. Right on. Was that the first hard rock or the first? Oh uh, yeah, in it was general? Deep Deep Purple was my first concert ever. Uh, I was probably sixteen. I uh, went with my cousin. Then after that, it was Triumph. Right uh, and these are all in Detroit, Michigan, because we used to have to go over there to see the shows. And then it just from there, oh man. Well, actually, after Deep Purple, I saw Metallica at a small bar in Michigan. Oh, sweet. Um, then, yeah, Triumph. The bands that were big back then, you know what I mean? Right. I even saw Motley Crue. Um, they actually had Loudness opening up for them. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I that's what started me in it but i still remember to this day when i got into heavier music it was uh, uh i think it was somebody had kill them all and we were driving around in a car and i just couldn't i was like what is this and then i couldn't find it at the record store and then you you know you go to the record store and you open up an album and it says seven churches possessed and i went well I think we're going to the next level pretty quick here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have a lot of stuff from the old Banzai records? I have a lot of cassettes from Banzai right now that I maybe I see a lot of people are really collecting. <laughs> I gotta call you back. Thanks. Sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> we might have to keep that in. Yeah, that's my uh, family guy bag of weed song. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I might be selling some because a lot of guys are collecting them, and I have some of the ones that everybody's looking for. Mm-hmm. So I might just put a couple up. But I got bonsai stuff. Um, and I still remember to this day, too, when I first got into the Possessed and that a buddy of mine had um, Celtic Frost. Ah. And I thought, man, those vocals are horrible. Why are you listening to this crap? And just so you know, I have everything by him now. Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny how you hear something, you can't get into it, then you hear it, and it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're one of my favorite bands. When you first heard them, did you pronounce it Celtic or Celtic? Um, I probably have done both. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that it's like, yeah, say it was like Sepultura when it came out. It was for everyone I talked to was Sepultura. That's what I said too, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a new word basically, and we had to yeah. take a guess because back then all we had was metal forces and fanzines and all that. Yep. Like it wasn't being played on the radio where someone's actually going to pronounce it properly, so we had to go by that. And then when you finally hear it, you feel like a knob. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's like today. I, uh, Frankie from Corporphemia, who used to help me out, I'd say, you hear this band? And I'd pronounce it to him. And he'd go, you mean this band? And I'd go, okay, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I wasn't even close. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Hey, half of them, you can't even read the logos anymore. Uh-huh. So. I remember those days of looking through a fanzine. And I would play a game with my now wife where I would just... We'd flip through it, and I would get her to try to decipher the logos. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know she, she would just look at some of them and say next. No, oh yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, some of them now have got to the point where <sighs> it looks like a chicken walk across the page. It does, it does, and I've said on the show many times before. It's like, guys, your logos, it's useless if I can't decipher it because yep. I have. 800 i'm i'm barraged by 800 million bands all the time you know and if if you help me help you if you're not going to i'm going to move to the next band yeah you know <laughs> like it's i don't mean to sound like the bad guy but come on come on you guys yeah no that's one thing i try to tell a lot of my bands i mean they have to be able to understand it because how are they going to go to your band camp page and buy stuff right Oh, for like sure. If you want to put it on a shirt that is under, you can't read it, at least have some logo out there that can get them from seeing it to your band camp, then whatever's on your page is on your page. Right on, right on, yeah, yeah. And finally, when all of this is done, you, we've kind, you've kind of touched on everything here and there, like with up, with upcoming releases and all that, but... When all is said, when all is said and done, like the next the next year, what's going on with CDN? Uh, we got well. First, we're gonna get some hopefully CDN merch itself out. Everyone's been bugging me for shirts and hoodies. Okay. So I might do some of that stuff and just move it at cost, just to get the name out. Um, I have a lot of stuff in the works. I got um. Uh, a lot of CDs coming. Okay, right on. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in the works, and um, the best thing that was going to happen, but I don't know if it is anymore. I mean, I'm still hoping it does. Is Quebec Death Fest? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything exactly what's going on yet. 
but uh, I really wanted to do that because what I was going to do this year is I was going to bring a lot of merch with me. Okay. Actually set it up in my hotel room. Oh, right on. So, and because and, a lot of people were in our hotel the last year, uh, Benediction, Tom Warrior was there, um, and there was a lot of people coming through, but I was going to bring some stuff, but I don't know what's going on with that this year, so, but uh, there's a lot of, um, going to be looking for bands, I mean, I'm always looking for Canadian acts that, uh, you know, want a hand, um, I got uh, Bob Shaw from Cuff helping me out with Facebook and Instagram, and Cam's now helping me out, so going to be a lot of stuff you're going to be seeing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and the crazy deals, as always, just to, to try to move some stock. Um, every bit of money I make goes right back into the next release, so. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why some people are like, man, you got crazy sales, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I've been doing this for 30 years. I got overhead that's 30 years old. I can get rid of it for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's yeah. one thing that like really surprised me, and that's why I appreciate shows like this, because, like I said, out west, B.C., Saskatchewan, Alberta, Manitoba, I don't know if people just don't know CDN records, but when you have sales like I do, like 50% off, you're paying 6 bucks Canadian for a, a CD. Mm-hmm. We used to go to HMV, and uh, I actually had to stop dealing with them because they were putting my CDs as imports. I oh, went to wow. my local. I went to my local one, which is about twenty-five minutes from my house, and it was import thirty-four ninety-five. And I said, "It's not an import, dude. I live it's, it's down the road. And it should be like ten bucks." So, yeah, I'm hoping you know people out there and Fotov and Chuck and John and, and Derek have been great promoting the label and their stuff. So, mm-hmm. hope for the best. See what happens. I'm just going to keep plugging away. I started doing a lot of cassettes now. I'm going to be doing Immortal Possession cassettes, Votov cassettes. Um, going to try to get a label to put it out on vinyl. Um, so, yeah, it's it's weird how cassettes are back right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It, it. it is awesome, and I've been buying some, but then I forgot I don't have a cassette player anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're wall art. <laughs> basically, basically. Yeah, well, I'm hoping, yeah, with everything with Quebec Death Fest, if it does happen with all that's going on, I'll catch up with you once again there. And oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll have a grand old time. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I, I look forward to it, man. It was fun talking to you last time. And just so you're aware, um, when you met me there in Quebec Death Fest, that's the first radio interview I've ever done in 30 years. Oh, wow. And this wow. is the third one. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I've only uh, just started to get into this. Cam, just uh, Cam and I did a live about an hour and a half show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been doing his growl documentaries. But uh, no, the radioact- radioactive metal is uh, the only other one I've done. Well, we're always, we band interviews are great, but we're always, like, there are so many other aspects to to aggressive music we've had authors on we've had pro wrestlers on we've had you know like just whatever you know that you do that has to do with with heavy music you know we want to have you on and all that because just even if even if like the guy who plays the music for the pittsburgh penguins 
you know, over the PA, like he's a big metalhead apparently. Like someone like that would be wicked to have on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really interesting when you can get different people's um, perspectives on heavy music. Mm -hmm. it, it's um, it, it's pretty cool. I have a, a friend who lives in Australia, acquaintance I'll call him, and uh, he has a massive Canadian demo collection. And I told him, I go, you need to get on some radio stations and talk about your demos. Because he has stuff that, I mean, I don't even have. Right. And stuff like that. But it's not a different perspectives, like you said. It's cool. You get a label. You get a promoter. Because, you know, I always like to listen to how other people do it. Because you can pick up ideas out of it, how to help your own business out. you're not tuned in to the shining wizards listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show hey guys it's the stallion and when i'm contemplating suicide i throw on the shining wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing i'm not one of these four grown adults 
virgin fucking marks discussing a fake wrestling product. Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's the Shining Wizards where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
Available now from CDN Records, that is Bastard Son from their latest release, The Dark Hand with a Burn. And before that, our good buddies in Votov, their new record um, on CDN Record will be available later on this year unfortunately they haven't had a chance to uh you know they haven't made an announcement as to exactly when it will be dropped but you know horns cross hopefully it will be soon and dude like we will have we will have votov on as a matter of fact tomorrow night as we speak they are headlining the first the first metal show in Winnipeg, you know, since shit, since March, maybe February. That's amazing. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately I won't be there just for my own domestic situations and all that. But obviously being good friends of the show and us personally, the boys in Votov are definitely going to want to sit down with radioactive metal and get the 411 on everything that's going on with them once again thank you mr newman for everything the past well since we met on the streets of montreal and all that we 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 kept in touch we've become good friends and we're going to continue to support one another one of the ways that Radioactive Metal likes to support is with our Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. For tonight's <laughs> it's not <laughs> I almost said we're going to the mean streets of Colorado <laughs> okay, I mean but... <laughs> the weed streets of Colorado <laughs> yeah. the green streets of Co the green, Colorado the, the mountainous the mountainous streets of Colorado but actually Colorado when it comes to metal is kind of an underrated state. We've had a lot of cool bands over the years that just for one reason or another just haven't haven't made a lot of waves and all that. Hopefully that will be changing though with tonight's indie spotlight. The new buried realm embodiment of the divine came across my desk and I'm like, okay, you know what? You know what? Oh, Full full disclosure, we play a lot of stuff from Canada. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the indie spotlight, yeah, we do. Because the people that we work behind the scenes and all that, you know, we work with, with PR that deal with a lot of Canadian bands. And we like to support Canadian bands. But sometimes... You know, it's funny. Nobody from Canada listens to this podcast. So no. <laughs> what's that tell you how Canadians no. feel about Canadian bands? That's right. That's right. We get we get more listeners in Argentina than we do in Canada. I can't get arrested in Winnipeg. And that's only because we, Moose haven't bought iPhones yet. It would be. That's right. That's right. You and I, dude, we're rock stars in India. 
<laughs> Canada, not <laughs> so much. <laughs> Canada, not not so much. So every once in a while, like full disclosure, I've kind of put some Canadian bands aside, okay, and said, you know what, I'm going to tap this band from here, this band from here, because we want to get the full range. Because the idea of the indie spotlight has been has always been a band anywhere in the world you know, that has caught our attention. And Colorado's buried realm did just that. So in tonight's Indie Spotlight, this is Buried Realm with the title track of their latest release. This is Embodiment of the Divine.
Check that out. That is some good stuff. BuriedRealm.com, Facebook.com slash BuriedRealm. And, of course, they are available on Bandcamp. That is some good metal. Hopefully, um, you know, like our last... We've had we've had a number of indie spotlights this year that if they don't get picked up in the next two to three years... I'm going to be really surprised. I'm going to be really surprised. Hopefully, the same thing will happen with Buried Realm. Well, my friend, how's uh, everything going? Are you holding up? Yeah, man. I think we got through. I think we got one. We got through yet another episode on how can uh people get a hold of us well they can go to radioactivemetal.org to check out all of the shows that we have available to us they can also drop us a line radmetal666 at gmail.com or you can hang on yes you can send us a tweet (laughs) Um, or check out our Instagram where your cool Uncle Snowy is posting his uh, Father's Day gifts and other cool finds mm. when he actually breaks quarantine and goes to the record store. Um, gotcha. At RadMetal666 on both of those platforms. Uh, Facebook.com slash Radioactive Metal. No shit. Rad Metal. I never get that one right. <laughs> Rad Metal. Um, Len, let's see here. I feel like I need to start making a list. There's so many. Uh, shiningwizardsnetwork.com so cool thing about shiningwizardsnetwork.com that Snowy and I discovered this week is that you can actually listen to this podcast on Spotify because I knew we were in iTunes and I know we're in Stitcher and we keep showing up places I don't even know how we got there Um, but I mean it's free and the feed's out there so please spread it around we're all for it but um, yeah we're there in the uh, Shining Wizards Network on Spotify which is rather exciting Mm -hmm. so you can check us out there because not only can you hear us on the Shining Wizards Network you can obviously listen to the Shining Wizards podcast you can listen to Wrestling Night in Canada as well as other wrestling and lifestyle podcasts it's a great time they're fantastic, uh, fantastic bunch of guys and a great network we're proud to be a part of. And of course, we cannot forget, thir- ah, fuck, I totally blew my own drama. <laughs> Live Thursday nights. Jesus. Oh, yeah. For, no, I just like, I, like I'm having, I, I told you, man, my brain is just shot today. Here is first, Thursday night, purerockradio.net, Rich Thank you for putting up with us, for airing us, for keeping us going. But that's where you hear this show first, every Thursday night. So if you're listening to us on Pure Rock Radio, it's not July 3rd, it's July 2nd. You're hearing it a day early. It's almost like your own DeLorean, right? It's pretty exciting. For sure, for sure. Yes, check us out on all of those awesome platforms. And of course... um, I'm I'm an old schooler, okay. I I, I still believe in the old school, oh, the old school way right. of yes, of do. doing things. And I remember like years ago, you know, when we were just when we were young, dumb, and full of cum, and you know, we're we're older, smarter, and full of cum now. But one of the things that I wouldn't mind doing is returning to those days of yesteryear in the old pen bangers section, the old, the, the back of metal forces magazine where us in the underground 
we used to communicate, trade live tapes, trade demo tapes with a, a little thing called the snail mail. I would love to do that again with any one of our listeners. Drop us a line through our Facebook page. And, um, yeah, if you want to communicate with your cool Uncle Snowy that way, hearken us back to the old days, I would be more than happy. I'm going to hearken us back to last year. We had a really cool interview with one, Mr. Michael Clausen from Ooh, the, the Black guy. Metal. Clausen Pickles. <laughs> no? Okay. No, am I wrong? No. No, it was not quite the same. Was not quite the same thing. Mr. Clausen was, of course, the one of the main men behind the uh, Winnipeg uh, band Culted. We had him on the show. We pushed their latest record. It is Mr. Clausen's birthday today, as we speak. So we want to say happy birthday and horns up to Michael Clausen, and in honor of that. We're going to go out with a track from Culted's Vespertina Synaxis record. Let's go with Dirt Black Chalice. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a... Well, you know what? Goodbye, Newman. (laughs) Episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snow White. And from across the hall, sliding into your apartment, this is Kramer. (laughs) Signing off.